Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. And we're joined by special guest Dean Carlisle today to promote his new single, Love Gone Wrong. Hi, Dean. How are you? I am superb. I am wonderful. Comparing this song to When the Night, it's a very different feel and vibe. So I wanted to ask what kind of like the creative process looks like for you when you wrote this song, like produced it, etc. Um, With Love Gone Wrong, uh, yes, you're right. It is. You can't miss the juxtaposition there. They are really different songs. Um, but I like that. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be a bit more versatile. Um, Love Gone Wrong, I created, well, the, the concept, the idea, it started with the baseline and such um, when I was working on When the Night. Um, and just as I had released When the Night, you know, move on to something else, I was in the, cre- got the creative juices flowing. So I was like, oh, let me work on this one. And while I was doing that, I was, I was struggling to come up with a, um, some drums. So I, I, I reached out to my uh, one of my good mates, JV, uh, all the way in Singapore. Shout out to him. He is an amazing drummer. Uh, and he's like, let's collab. Uh, so I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, and so I sent him a bunch of ideas, um, including the, uh, this one for Love Gone Wrong. Um, and he loved it. Uh, so that was the first one that we started on. Um, the, the whole inspo for it is very much like a, a soft rock 80s vibe I was going for. I was listening to a lot of uh, Toto, um, uh, I'll Be There For You, Leah, Toto vibes. Um, that was my that was my inspo for this song. And I always wanted to write like a soft rock hit. Um, Love Gone Wrong is uh, lyrically a part two to uh, When the Night, um, but instrumentally it's, yeah, completely different. Um, and I really I really like that. Uh, the next one that I'm releasing will be um, a bit a kind of in between of the two. It's a, definitely a lot more. So uh, you're continue, like, you're even more working on music, like, are we going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to bust them out, like, every two months. I've got... I've got a lot lined up, so it's just like working on it, getting it right. I'm not, I don't know how to record really, like being totally honest, I'm learning as I go. So like I'm picking yeah. up new things, uh, like with JV being in Singapore, him sending files and then being live and then I have to add like compressors and, and all this jazz to make it sound good, you know, otherwise it just sounds like live drums. And anyway, I'm still learning how to do all that, mix vocals. Um, when the night had some issues, uh, volume, like level wise, so I'm trying to work fix those for future and like di- like you make different songs they need different mixing like love gone wrong is a lot emptier there's not a lot going on so you got to make those small instruments fill out the space and um, it's fun to do uh to learn uh but it's yeah it's challenging um so as i you know continue i'm gonna just like drop singles until i figure it out and then album when in the process of making a song, this song, whatever songs you have in the future as well, uh, is there specific people that you like go to for like advice or just like to show them and get their opinion on the song? Um, I've got a great group of friends. Uh, I show them even just like little snippets on Snapchat <laughs> uh, and ideas and, and they, they give me good feedback on like what sounds uh, what sounds good and, and what they like. And um, also my parents, my parents are ex-musos, so showing them ideas is really good um, and and comforting knowing that if they like it then um, it can suit a, a bigger variety like a crowd bigger crowd so um, that's always good to go to them and to my friends so I'm very lucky in that way with this song with JV being on the drums uh, his opinion really helped as well because mixing drums for the first time live drums uh, from a really good drummer <laughs> it was good to get his opinion when making a song like this you've got to like reach out to people because
because it can get a bit mundane. And I think that's why I made it three minutes and 15 seconds. Um, I want it to just be a quick bop. Just going back to the um, part where you're talking about showing your friends, are they musicians as well? My friends aren't musos. No, uh, I think that's the beauty of it because if they like it, then I know it's good for the general public. Um, uh, and my parents being ex-musos and, and collabing with another artist, I get the muso perspective of it. So I feel like I've got a really good uh, middle ground. That's actually yeah. a really good way to go about it. I know. I've set it up. Also, we did have a little chat earlier in the DM and you mentioned uh, you're in the process of putting a band together. Now, is this like just for live gigs, like performing your existing music or is this a completely different project? Uh, this is No, this is for performing live music. So I've got stuff in the woodworks in the back. Um, that I'm almost done with, not production-wise, but songwriting-wise. And, and I'd love to work with other musos and, you know, live gig, get out there. Um, with the pandemic, it's been hard. And now, like, WA's borders are opening up, so I'm not too sure how it's going to go. But, yeah, I'm in the process of, of putting a band together. So, I mean, shout out to any musos that are listening that are in, like, the Western Australia, Perth area. They want to, like, try something new. Because, yeah, I'm looking for, like, you know, all sorts of guitarists, saxophone players, even if they want to just come in and do, like, spot records, like, recording and stuff put a band together something that i can communicate with ideas share some stuff but like in the studio um and out on stage i honestly think like with the wa border opening that could even open up more opportunities for you as a like a muso to collaborate with other parties like traveling musicians like you know you might go to like a live yes. gig and meet somebody and be like hey let's record a song together I'd, i love that i'd really like to do that i mean i've got to get myself out there a little bit more and i think start doing some gigs but then definitely yeah i can't wait to just branch out um but it's all about taking it slow so we'll get there baby steps baby oh. steps um there was this bit of a controversy that happened a couple of weeks ago now um in regards to the hillsong church so a lot of covid restrictions around australia and around the world have like limited the music industry specifically and made everything so unpredictable. There was like videos that were released basically of people singing and dancing when singing and dancing had been not allowed at music festivals. I know. Like as an artist's perspective, how do you feel seeing this kind of controversy? I can't do anything. If I want to gig, I can't gig. Um, And I understand like we've got to put restrictions in place and we've got to do what we've got to do uh, to fight the pandemic and, and to stay safe. So I understand. Uh, i got to sit this one out. Okay, cool. Um, when you go behind everyone's back and you go do stuff like that, that that's it's, it's hard because I understand. You want to perform. You want to dance. You want to go out. Like even as a consumer of the music like industry, I want to go and see these people, whoever it is, um, and go dance. But like you got to be respectful and you have to be responsible. Yeah, not the way to not the way to go. Yeah, I saw the videos and I'm just like, nah, come on, come on. Yeah, it's not, not okay. Not okay. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, no. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, and like obviously the pandemic has heavily affected the music industry, especially. I would say that like the music industry out of most, probably all industries has been affected the most heavily because I've seen so many music festivals be constantly having to reschedule, refund, change. got hit really hard. Yeah, and music festivals, exactly right. Uh, They got hit really bad, especially like New Year's Eve, Christmas time. They got, yeah, really bad. Or now for you guys over East, it'd be really, really bad. Anything planned for summer, 
it's a no-go. Yeah. Um, would you ever, like, risk booking a music festival gig? Like, you know, let's say when the borders open, for example, would you risk, like, getting a gig at a music festival? Of course. I'd, I'd risk it. Like, look, it might not happen, but your foot's in the... Yeah, I think, like, the frustrating part would be, like, all the preparation that you put into the time and, like, imagine it was, like, literally the day before. Like That'd be, that, so that'd be the worst. Dream killer. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it would be heart-crushing to put all that work in, all that effort, and then, you know, I know musicians, uh, I know some people that were in that position, um, and it's it's disheartening because maybe that's like your one shot or it's something that you've been looking forward to for a very long time as an artist, as a, as a band. But that's that's the reality of the pandemic and we've got to learn to live with it in some way. Another question that um, I contemplated putting in, but I think it's a really cool conversation that it could open, is how heavily the music industry has been impacted by the pandemic. And if you were in a position of power, what would you do differently to help reduce the impact? Oh, I'm putting my big boy pants on. Um, and my smart cat. I don't really know if there's a, a way around it. Um, I mean, if there was, you know, we'd all be doing it. You know, I, I don't think you can really do a live gig behind a shade of glass. I mean, although that'd be pretty artsy. No, I, I don't. I don't have any ideas. Uh, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Uh, people need to be together. People need to dance. People, you know, it's the atmosphere gets taken away completely when you put. Uh, a restriction of any kind it alters the atmosphere it alters the fun uh, and it doesn't mean you can't have fun but it's not what you were expecting and therefore it's different so no i I don't know what i would do i feel like man i just wanted to be back to normal aren't we all saying that right now i just wanted to be back to normal do you think that cds and vinyls will die with a new generation of musicians oh it really did hit a peak didn't it it hit like a, a, a you know it's resurgence a couple years ago um no I don't think they'll ever go but there's always a it's a niche and when there's a niche you have those hardcore fans maybe it might become more expensive uh, as an artist to produce and for a consumer to buy um, as niche things do as they go you know that that's when small business like small companies can come in and be like hey look we'll make vinyls for such and such uh, CDs I think they will die but records you know, it's like an art form in a sense you know you can hang it on your wall and people like you know the idea of uh, collecting records I have my friends do it um and it's really cool to see. And it's like a collection of music, physical form. CDs, I think they will die out. I think they have been dying quite quickly. Uh, but records, I think they'll I think they'll be around for a little while. I've got a would you rather question for you. Hit me. Um, alrighty. So this one is, would you rather play the guitar upside down or behind your back? Oh, depends how long I've got to play it for. Behind my back would be dope. That'd be really cool. I've seen I've seen some people do that where they play like a cool riff behind their back. Behind my back. Lock it in. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, where can we all find you? You can find me on Instagram at Dean Carlisle and you can find me on Facebook, Dean Carlisle. It's pretty simple. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm everywhere. Any social media platform you can think of then carla i'll be there and yeah go listen to my new song go stream love gone wrong oh thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it no no problem thank you so much for that interview dean it was awesome to have a chat to you unfortunately i had to do that alone because jade couldn't make it but that's okay (laughs) she's with us now i love this new single i think it's amazing work from dean oh my gosh the vibe of it i feel like his voice suits this style so much yeah right yeah and just the production and everything and he was saying how he didn't know how to do all these like basic recording things but he nailed it yeah absolutely nailed it it will be in our playlist yeah so make sure you head over to the official Muso Mondays playlist and of course don't forget to follow Dean Carlisle on all of his social medias which are Dean Carlisle to follow on Instagram (laughs) Facebook etc 
etc. Now getting into some more music news that has happened this week. Unfortunately, Meatloaf has passed away at age 74 and he was a rock star. If you didn't know, he's saying, I would do anything for love. Classic. Everybody knows that song. And there was a statement put out from the Meatloaf page on Facebook and it said, our hearts are broken to announce that the incomparable Meatloaf passed away tonight surrounded by his wife, Deborah, daughters, Pearl and Amanda and close friends. His amazing career spanned six decades and saw him sell over 100 million albums worldwide worldwide and star in over 65 movies including Fight Club, Focus, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Wayne's World. Bat Out of Hell um, it still remains as the top 10 selling albums of all time and that was one of his. We know how much he meant to so many of you and we truly appreciate all of the love and support as we move through this time of grief in losing such an inspiring artist and beautiful man. We thank you for your understanding of our need for privacy at this time. From his heart to your souls don't ever stop rocking. I think that message though is beautiful. It is. It's a really good message to put out. And I'm glad he was surrounded by family and friends in his last moments as well. So yeah, sad day for the rock genre. Another thing that's happened this week, Adele um, has released a really upsetting video actually. I know, poor darling. She was so emotional. She was like crying in it. I know, she's so genuine because due to COVID shortages of deliveries and everything, she's had to postpone her shows and she was just so upset because, you know, it was going to be like, she's back, you know, but just because of everything else happening in the world, she couldn't get anything in on time. Nothing was ready. So she put out this video basically just saying, I'm so sorry. And she was crying. It's very tragic. I'm so sorry, but um, my show ain't ready. We've tried absolutely everything that we can to put it together in time and for it to be good enough for you. But we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. And I can't give you what I have right now. Um, And I'm gutted. I'm gutted. And I'm sorry it's so last minute. We've been awake for over 30 hours now trying to figure it out. And we've run out of time and I'm so upset and I'm really embarrassed and I'm so sorry to everyone that's traveled again. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, We're on it. We're going to reschedule all of the dates. We're on it right now. Um, And I'm going to finish my show and I'm going to get it to where it's supposed to be now for you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's been impossible. We've been up against so much and it just ain't ready. I'm really sorry. So this was for her Las Vegas residency, which was, uh, she was actually meant to be the second most highest paid female performer to do a Las Vegas residency. I actually spoke about it the other day to a friend. It was like over nine hundred thousand dollars that she was getting paid per show oh my god which is just under lady gaga that got 1.3 million dollars per <laughs> show oh, Could you imagine nice. that money in your bank account <laughs> i just need to get talented you know <laughs> i feel like with a bit of auto-tune we could do a las vegas residency i reckon yeah yeah and moving on to a massive thing that happened machine gun kelly and megan fox got engaged i love them they seem like such polar opposites right she's like the most beautiful woman in the whole world oh my god and then machine gun kelly is like what what sewer did he he crawl out of you know (laughs) that sort of vibe What's you're going to get cancelled for that. I know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but they just have very different personalities. And I don't know. They portray themselves so differently. I can't but explain it. You also have to think about the whole concept of yin and yang. They're opposites. But they mm. when they come together, it's unity. So just that's what I that think about. That is true. Um, 
but they got engaged and the most cutest posts were posted and mm. all these kind of things. And I actually saw this post about this person saying like how spiritual Megan is and she like believes in this certain practice. And I can't remember what the practice was for the life of me. I searched high and low for this post again because I could not find it anywhere. Um, but they were talking about like how she's super religious and there's certain thing that she follows. It's like, if you drink somebody's blood, your soul binds like a kind of like a relationship. Yeah. Anyways, it's weird, but it's what they believe in. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they got engaged underneath the same tree that they started dating under, which is so cute. That is cute. And Megan actually wrote a beautiful long Instagram post. She wrote, in July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of all the love and the karma. Somehow a year and a half later having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined was possible he asked me to marry him and just as in every lifetime before this one and as in every lifetime that will follow it I said yes and then we drank each other's blood (laughs) she just had to (laughs) had to ruin it at the end or (laughs) well like I said it was I'm pretty sure like from the thing that I did say it was like there's like a religion or something like that they do this yeah and it's like a soul binding contract that will say like I love you in this life and for the lives to come that's pretty and it's like when your soulmate dies they are led back to you wow that's actually cute I know like I thought at first I was like ill that's gross but then hearing that you're like oh (laughs) yeah I suppose you can put your spin on anything (laughs) gross though can't you true (laughs) I mean in reality they still drank each other's blood <laughs> my Still question the- is would you not get sick from drinking people's blood isn't that how people die i'm pretty sure there's bloodborne diseases if you drink somebody's blood you can get sick and die mm-hmm. do you know what actually i did see this theory once about mgk being a vampire well, that would make sense now right it's just like dracula and then maybe it's gonna be like twilight and then she's gonna become a vampire too oh my twilight is coming to life before our eyes so details have actually come out about this beautiful ring that Machine Gun Kelly got made for Megan Fox. So it actually has both of their birthstones like that come together into one love yeah. heart and it's Aww. like a magnetic thing. That's cute. Like the ring is so beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh my God. The green. I know, right? So um, I believe it was like emerald and then uh, diamond. That mm. was both their birthstones and it like comes together because you know that they're, they're like one creature together. They're like blind as one, you know. And their souls intertwined. Anyways, more details have actually come out though. Machine Gun Kelly told Vogue that the engagement ring that he gave Megan Fox was actually designed to hurt if she takes it off. Um, I don't understand what kind of fucked up shit their relationship is, but like... I'm thinking the logistics, you know? I'm thinking what, showers. Like, what if you... you got, yeah. What if you're exercising? you got to take your rings off, you know? Yeah, what happens if you go for surgery? you got to take your ring off. And you just cut your finger off and be like, hey, we're good to go. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Mm. And my question is, it, like, because apparently it's got thorns in it, like, mm. made out of silver. Does that mean when she puts the ring on, the thorn just punctures her skin and sits inside of her skin? And then when she goes to take it off, it rips? Like, I don't understand how would that would cause pain. Yeah. It has to be a joke, Maybe right? I'm overanalyzing it. I think I'm overanalyzing it, but it's getting to my brain. <laughs> But he actually said, the bands are made of thorns, so if she tries to take it off, it hurts. Love is pain. And he just said that with, like, a smug face. 
Love is pain. I was like, what about you? What about you? Oh, true. What sort of rings he wearing? I'd love to know. But like as a whole, with Megan Fox and MGK's relationship, hearing all of that, it's quite weird. Like, do you think their dynamic is weird in like as a whole? Like, do you think that's weird or do you think that's just them being them? I think it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Okay, moving on from MGK, all that kind of stuff. Our favorite songs of the week. Do you want to go first? Yes. So Gail, she became really famous on TikTok with the song ABCDEFU. I'm pretty sure everyone in the world has heard it by now. Anyway, so she's come out with a new song. It's called You're Just Horny and another masterpiece. I really, really enjoy it. I don't know if I just enjoy her voice though, because I find her voice really, really soothing in a way. Mm. So I don't know if I just enjoy her voice or if I'm actually really into her music, but we'll see when she releases more stuff. Anyway, really good song. Another one was was Thought It Was, that's by Ian Dior, Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly, (laughs) not to bring him up again. (laughs) And it's basically just like the Ian Dior, Travis Barker sound. It's just that, but Machine Gun Kelly's in there. It's a good song. It just, it sounds like their other stuff, which is always good. What are your favorite songs of the week? This person called Arctic Lake. They have a song called Breathe. And to say I'm obsessed is an understatement. I think I've listened to it about 12 times since I first heard it. It's kind of like, the best way to describe it is kind of like Billie Eilish, but more mature, like a more mature voice. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Like that kind of vibe. And also Light Switch by Charlie Puth. Whoa. (laughs) Let's say, let me just tell you, this song has some sort of control over me. Every single time the chorus happens, I have to, I have to like flick my head like I'm turning on a light switch because it makes the noises like you turn me on like a light switch and I have to like <laughs> flick my finger at the same time. It, it. it makes the chorus so good. <laughs> it really does. It has a hold on me and I don't understand why. <laughs> Anyways, those are my favourite songs of the week and of course, Love Gone Wrong. Go and stream that one. Really, really good song. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, follow us everywhere you listen to your podcasts and of course on our Facebook and Instagram at Muso Mondays. Don't forget to head over to our official Muso Mondays playlist on Spotify. We can find all the songs we've spoken about today and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6pm.